So, this is the self-development with tactics. Book. So, hello and welcome back to the next episode of the self-development with tactics fucking podcast. And today we're actually going through another or again, an Elon Musk interview, just because I've seen many people seem to be interested in that shit, and also because I haven't found anything else, you know, I've stepped over all the different sites that I'm usually on, and it was like, no, there is completely nothing, nothing, there is no article that is somehow interesting to me, or was somehow interesting to me, or that I could see, like, okay, there is some value in there, or it is just too long, like, this is another variable, because I do not want to read, like, 20 fucking pages, but yeah, with the interview, we're going ahead after the goddamn motherfucking intro, see you soon, see you soon, I hope that the background noises aren't too loud, there are some background noises, I try to just be as close to the microphone as I possibly can, Maybe I'm just covering up everything a little bit so that I do just have my moldy thing here and I can speak into it and you understand me and I understand you and everything is amazing or something. I don't know. Maybe I should also turn down the gain or something, but I don't know. Like at the time it seems to be pretty good. A little bit of this clipping to be honest, but yeah, you know, let's, let's do it like this actually, you know really do it like this because even though I'm, I'm pretty much shouting I'm just you know looking at the audio meter or whatever it is called I'm just gonna be silent you know for the sake of seeing how just noisy the background noises are and to just reduce them then in post you know because therefore I actually need such such a blank space or a void where there is no just me speaking so that I can analyze that and then just apply it to all the to the whole clip and often it's the case that I'm not stopping, you know, I'm constantly talking and then there, uh, there is no space that I can use for the analyzing part, which is a little bit fucked up and which is a little bit bad, you know, but therefore I'm gonna be silent for a second, I'm sorry. Well, I think it is pretty fine though, I really think it is quite fine, you know, but it would be interesting if it is just worse when I when I am a little bit louder. Yeah, I would say a little tiny bidding. Like, it, it definitely makes a difference. You know, especially because now at a time, I'm pretty much like in an optimal space, like in an optimal kind of audio level. But yeah, I'm gonna let it like this. I'm not gonna play around with it because I totally know that it might not be the best thing for you. But yeah, as I've said already before the intro, we are going ahead with the Vox or Fox or whatever it is. I think it is actually not Fox, but I think it is Vox. So V-O-X interview with Elon Musk. And it has been a pretty great start as far as we came the, uh, the last time. And um, it is still a little bit complicated to see what we should be going through because like uh, the part we went through is like about, well, his personality and how he works and whatever, which is definitely very, very interesting. And now it is more like about Tesla and the company and whatever, but it could still be very interesting. And yeah, I think I just go ahead with what I've picked there. 
and then we will see if there's something else that we could go through in terms of actually like picking random questions there and see what he's answering and or how he's answering them but yeah um 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 so the good thing is i don't find it you know but yeah but yeah but yeah but yeah i just <clears throat> just let's go ahead with this one let me just operate it there sorry i should probably do it before the episode but i don't do it so the boring company that jokes and drilling technology so let's finish up the last two things. Boring company. I was just with Eric Garcetti in Los Angeles. So Eric Garcetti, as far as I know, is actually, I don't know if he's also a co-founder or something, but he's definitely working for the boring company or Tesla or SpaceX. So he's somehow associated with Elon Musk to some degree. I don't know. Oh, great. Yeah, Eric's been a great supporter. And Elon has definitely been talking about Eric as a just really important person and a really good person, as far as I know, you know, if I remember correctly. But the thing is, I actually wanted to go through some Mars shit, you know, where he is just talking about Mars. I am really, really thrilled to find it, actually. I'm very sorry. Yeah, there it is. SpaceX and dying on Mars. Because... Um, just pretty recently I've been listening to Seth Godin and his thoughts on the whole Mars thing and just colonization of Mars and the moon and whatever there is and it is really interesting and I'm going to talk about it and you could also listen to the podcast it is Akimbo and I guess it is called um, I don't remember unfortunately but it is one of his recent ones and they are just amazing i've been talking about them before i might be linking them all down in the description all the podcasts that i so like i'm gonna link them down i'm gonna link them down i am definitely gonna do that i hope i'm not forgetting it if i'm forgetting it just hit me up on just any social media and then i'll just do it in post and i'll just give it to you if you're interested or comment down in the description well actually in the comment section on the description <laughs> and then i'm gonna add it to the description or to wherever. But yeah, the thing with Mars is, as um, Seth Godin was talking about it, it's a little bit of a long way up there. And the problem is, if we have forgotten something, or if, if we have forgotten something, then we are basically fucked, you know? Getting back is really complicated and really takes quite some time, I assume at least. And it's really not that easy, you know? And the thing is, there is always going to be just something that we have forgotten about. There's always going to be just something that in the process, like it doesn't necessarily have to be like in the very first beginning, but after, I don't know, a few years, maybe we come to the conclusion that there is something left, you know, or there is something that we need now and it is not there on Mars, whether it be water, whether it be oxygen, whether it be some special material, whether it be just some, I don't know, some elements in terms of actually soil or whatever it is, there's probably gonna be the case that we need something, something. And if it is not there, it is really, really complicated. And Seth was explaining that with a really, really great example. And it is about yak shaving. Um, I assume yak is an animal, right? I don't know. I really don't know. But the thing is, um, it is a really great example. And uh, as he said, this example is relatively old. So it's been in the space of technology and I think coding and those shit for quite some time right now and it is the following 
So um, your spouse bothers you to to mow the law to to mow the, the to mow the grass to mow to mow like your garden. You know what I mean. But then you just came to the conclusion or come to the conclusion or see that you do not have your mown lower. It is not there. It is not there. It's not in the garage. It is not in some other room. It is just not there. And then you remember, oh, you've given it to your neighbor. Then you go to your neighbor and then you ask him, could I please get your mown lower back? And then he's like, well, yeah, you can get it back, but only if you give me my pen. Because I need my pen. It is just a really important pen. It is from my grandmother. And then you're just remembering, oh, you gave that pen to another friend or another neighbor. So you go to the other, to the other neighbor. You're asking the other neighbor, well, um, could I please get my pen back? And he's like, well, yeah, you can get your pen back if you give me my yak sweater that, you've, that I've gave you just a year ago. And then... You find yourself in the middle of the night in a zoo, showing, or is it actually showing, or getting the wool from a yak. So actually shaving it or whatever it is, I don't know. There's a lot of vocabulary that I just need right now, actually. But you know what I mean. Or I think it's actually a pretty great example to visualize what the problem is. Because the thing is, if there is no zoo around to get your yak hair or your yak wool whatever it is, then uh, there is a big problem. Then you won't get the whole nested thing, you know, because it's some nested action, you know, it is like, okay, you actually need your mon lower, but it is not there because then you need the pen for, for getting your mon lower back in the really end, but you also just need this uh, yak plover or sweater, whatever it is. So it's like a nested thing, like it is a nested action and it really gets complicated. And as long as you do not have the zoo with the yak, everything won't work out. And it is the exact same thing that might occur as Seth Godin talks about it on Mars, because there is probably going to be something that, that is unexpected, you know? It is about the unexpected things. I think it is actually in the episode on uh, uh, artificial intelligence, if I remember correctly, uh, which is definitely a really interesting one. A really interesting one. Such an interesting episode. Such a great episode as well. The thing is, when we do not have a zoo, with a yak, then everything is fucked, basically. And um, on Mars, it might be something different. It might be soil, you know, we need soil to grow our beans and we need the beans to just, um, I don't know, just get a certain uh, element or certain uh, nutritions out of them, not only for us, but also for just our yaks or for our just, I don't know, animals or something. And then because we do not have any soil, we can't do anything else. At least I think this is meant by the whole yak and um, the yak visualization, visualization thing because he didn't explain it in the end. You know, it is relatively open, but it was like an, an open-ended story, quite. But yeah, um, but I'm going to read. I'm going to read what Elon Musk is talking about, you know, what Elon Musk is willing to do. So yeah, SpaceX and dying on Mars. Well, let's get to rockets then. SpaceX, last time we talked, you said you want to die on Mars, just not on landing. Just not on landing. Which was a very funny joke, although it's probably not a joke. It's probably. Well, it would be ironic if that had happened. I have to be careful about tempting fate, because I think often the most ironic outcome is the most probable. It is just very often 
it just very often seems like reality tries to actually technically there's a friend of mine Jonah Nolan so it's basically he stopped the sentence there and he's beginning a new sentence so actually technically there is a friend of mine Jonah Nolan who had this like modification of Akam's Akam's razor when he said he thinks the most ironic outcome is the most likely and then I think that there is some truth to that and then also I think sometimes the most entertaining outcome is the most likely well entertaining dying just when you're landing I don't know if that's entertaining <laughs> I guess actually not but I think it is actually kind of a great goal like to just die on Mars like it's seems great you know even though like there is so many debating stuff about just whether mars or whether the moon first you know because mars is actually a pretty long distance and whatsoever and you know nobody knows what it is really like on mars we still have some roboters and some some robots i'm sorry but like we don't have just you know any human beings there and the moon is a little bit closer a little bit and um and even i guess um, Blue Origin, so the company of Jeff Bezos that is actually also just, you know, um, experimenting with rockets and just uh, space colonization and whatever it is. And they actually say that we should go first to the moon and then from the moon to Mars. Would make sense, I guess. You know, would just somehow make sense. I don't know. Like, I'm not that educated in that space. But yeah, instead of discussing your death, let's discuss what's going on at SpaceX. So what are some of the things you're doing? We successfully launched a Falcon Heavy rocket. If you've seen it, there's been plenty of streams on YouTube, which is the most powerful rocket in the world by a factor of two. So that's twice the power, twice the trust or thrust of the, nice, of the next biggest rocket. And we actually launched a Tesla, my Tesla Roadster, to Mars orbit. And the reason we did that is actually because normally when a new rocket is launched, you just pump, you just put a dummy payload, which is like a block of concrete or something. And they've just used the fucking Tesla or what? <laughs> I mean, like, okay, if you can just afford it, then just let's do it, I guess. Or, or something. I don't know. Right. Uh, not creative in any way. Not creative anyway. Well, super boring. So we were like, okay, what is the least boring thing we can launch? And then next year, the exciting things are we are going to be launching astronauts for the first time to space station. It will really be the first time a vehicle from the United States launches astronauts into orbit since the space shuttle, which... And then he stopped. You know, he stopped the sentence. But the funny thing is, I don't know if he knew that um, Tesla in orbit... Um, I don't know if you know that, but I'm just trying to find a picture there. But so here's the Tesla, you know, it is apparently it is actually his roadster. Like it is not a factory new thing, but it, it was his roadster. Yeah, it is this picture. Well, it is a little bit like, yeah. There you can see, don't panic. Don't panic on a screen of uh, like, is it the touch screen? So the main computer engine or something? I guess so. Like, I don't know, but I guess so. The thing is, don't panic is actually a reference to one of his um, most liked books interestingly like um i don't know it was a space book and it i think was actually a pretty valuable and a pretty just important book for him in uh, um, his childhood because in his childhood childhood he was actually reading quite a lot because he wasn't that liked if i remember correctly and he was like just pretty lonely but he was reading a lot and he also says that reading is actually or was actually like a really big part of becoming successful for him and 
just because like yeah he said you know he was able to build rockets just because he has read a few books on building rockets and and i don't know how applicable that is for just other people in the world because i don't know i assume it is like um difficult and you still need some knowledge and he still has some knowledge because does he have a degree or did he stop to go to university i think he stopped but i somehow guess that he that he's having a degree in just physics or something so he's just yeah he, he's pretty smart like you know as i've been talking about it yesterday it's like okay you know you have chuck mark zuckerberg you have jeff bezos you have bill gates you have elon musk they all are super smart Super smart people, like, they are amazingly smart. All of them. All of them. And I think there is nothing to debate about that. And I also think that no one will be like, no, they are fucking dumb. You know, just because Facebook is shitty and I don't like Facebook. Therefore, Mark Zuckerberg is dumb. You know, he's also having Instagram. Hmm. And Spotify. Hmm. And, and Anchor, actually. Anchor, the platform that I'm using for um, distributing my podcast. They bought it. They just fucking bought it. You know, now it is just part of Spotify. Which is amazing. Like, I thought, like, okay, it's a good thing. Because then the interaction with Spotify and or the... the uh, well, yeah, actually, interaction with Spotify is going to be better. There's going to be just uh, an upside or something. I don't know. I, I assumed... Is there anything? Not really, it stayed the same. So it's still an amazingly good platform to distribute your content and distribute your podcast. It is just amazing. Like, it is so simple. And it is amazingly simple. Like, it's crazy. Like, it honestly is fucking crazy. I don't, I don't know what to say, but it is crazy simple and crazy um, just efficient and it is fucking free. Like, you know, what do you want more? And there's also an implementation of having a fucking sponsorship on your fucking podcast. If people would be listening, like, it's the first thing that, yeah, needs to be ensured, I guess. But the thing is, like, it's insane. Still, they're gonna get just a certain percentage of your sponsorship income, which is like, I don't know, I think 1,000 plays is gonna be 25 bucks, if I remember correctly, which is... I don't know, which which is okay. Like, if your podcast is doing really, really well, then you're probably going to get a lot of money. You know, it's the exact same thing for YouTube as well. Like, unless you're actually just having a relatively big audience, I guess, you're not making quite that much money. But if you have a big audience, then of course, you know, there's going to be the compound interest thing or the compound um, thing there. You know, of course, you're going to make some money there. I at least assume, you know, unless everything gets demonetized that you're putting up, but I'm not kind of thinking about that, yeah. So which has been some years right. 2010 or something like that. Since then, the United States has relied upon the Russian Soyuz, which actually recently has had some issues. Right, 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 right. I'm not going to go into politics there, therefore I'm just going to skip that. But um, the boring company and dad jokes and drilling, drilling technology, because I guess there could be something in it because but I actually wanted to talk about Mars and the Seth Godin story at first because it was so in my mind and I was maybe a little bit feared that I'm actually forgetting it because this is something that happens to me. It really does. <laughs> it really does. It really fucking does, unfortunately, to some degree. Like, yeah. So yeah, he has. Um, he says anything to cut traffic, he doesn't care. So it is about Eric again, Eric Garcetti. Um, I was like, 
why do you think these people are interested in traffic so much? And he says, because no matter how rich, how much, how rich you are, everybody can can get caught in traffic, and so they just want to do something about it. Yeah, Eric's been a really supportive, supportive of our. So is it supportive? Supportive. Yeah, it should be, but it sounds a little bit strange. Of our activity in LA. I mean, technically, our first tunnels are in Hawthorne or Hawthorne, but we do expect to, over time, create a network of tunnels under greater LA. And I think this is really the key to getting around the city very fast. You've got to go 3D, our offices are 3D and dense, but we then have a 2D road transport network. Yeah, actually, like it's really not 3D. Well, in some occasions, I think you can consider it 3D. You know, if there is some just freeways that are just running just across across each other, like actually some curves or something. You know what I mean, probably. But yeah, so you're thinking all around lots of roads within the tunnels. Yeah, many levels of tunnels. So, right, like a subway system. Yeah. But even subways tend to be essentially two-dimensional. You'll have a subway cross another subway, but they never really try to make many layers of subways. The cost of tunneling historically has been prohibitive, and they have also been incredibly slow. The typical cost for a subway per mile cost for a subway in the US has been about a billion dollars a mile. So that is not a very scalable solution. What the fucking hell? Wait, like, I'm just remembering because um, where I go to school so, or where I just attend my school, my graphic design school, it is actually like, yeah, it is not a big city, but it's still a city. Like, it is like 120k population or something. So it's definitely something. Like, it is not that big, but it is also not really small. Like, my town has 18 or something, 18k. Um, still enough. Like, I like it. I really like it still. I would really like to live in an English-speaking country. You know, I would. But I think United States wouldn't be an option for me, but rather like the UK, just because like, you know, also a factor is just being a, a really a little bit closer to my family and the time zone thing and whatever. But yeah, like, I guess I'm going to do that. You know, I guess I'm going to do that because like, I don't know, like I feel, I feel, there's a certain feeling that I'm having with these, with the English language, actually. Like, I don't know. I really don't know how to explain that, but it just somehow feels for me like, okay, I have to live there, even though it is just really complicated, I guess. You know, it really is, especially if, if okay, I could just use Ireland or just choose Ireland. Like, if everything is broken down with just Britain and that Brexit and whatsoever, or I could go to Australia, but then I could also just go to the States anyway. But yeah, or New Zealand, or India. I'll see, I'll actually see. But the thing is like, um, this town where I'm attending my school is actually not having any subway stations. So is it subway? Well, it has train stations, but not a subway station. And the thing is like, you know, a lot of people actually... Uh, and I've been talking about it before with people that, you know, it would be amazingly great to have just a subway because there's a lot of just traffic and traffic jam in the city and whatever. And it's just pretty fucked up, especially if there is some um, construction works or some um, repairments that have to be made with uh, certain things on the street or something. It is really, really, really dense there then. And um, it would be nice. But, you know, if the cost is actually a billion per mile, 
like it is nothing like a mile is quite nothing and it's just such a high cost it would be insane like nobody would do that i guess like i don't even know if it would be just you know smart than to do it like just i don't know i don't know i don't know if this would make sense um so tunnels uh, you could certainly have a subway system which had many layers of tunnels, but the tunnels are so prohibitively expensive that they don't do it. But you can go down 100 levels if you want to. You could have 100 layers of tunnels on top of each other. You can go further down than you can go up. So the deepest mines are much deeper than the tallest buildings. But really the key is a massive improvement in tunneling technology. That's the linchpin. That's fundamentally what it amounts to. And as I got sort of digging into tunnels, Haha, <laughs> good one. <laughs> do you say that? Please don't do that. You need to stop. Is that you? Is that how you amuse yourself? Yeah, no, I've got a million of them. Digging in. Tunnels are really so unappreciated. They have no place to go but down. Oh my god, alright, okay. There's, there's dad jokes. <laughs> there, is, there are dad jokes. Or these are dad jokes. I'm a dad, so... Well, yeah, I'm not gonna get into the chokey area there, <laughs> I guess. But yeah, especially because I've read it, like, you know, I didn't understand it. You know, at first I really didn't understand it, to be honest, like it's, but yeah. Um, uh, linchpin, you know, the word linchpin just really popped up for me, you know, because it is actually, I think it is a word that was, that got very popular through Seth Godin and his book, Linchpin. And it is an amazing book and the story is amazing. It is basically like being an exception. You know what? A linchpin. I'm gonna Google it. I'm gonna give you that. Definition of linchpin. Um, a locking pin inserted crosswise or uh, one that serves to hold together parts of elements that exist or function as a unit. The linchpin in the defense case. Um, no, 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 no. Seth Gordon X definition. Seth Gordon describes a linchpin as someone or somebody in an organization who is indispensable, who simply cannot be replaced because their role is just far too unique and valuable. Let me begin by starting. I mean, yeah, that's it. That's quite it. And it is amazing, which means like being in a company, being in a company and being such a person that nobody, nobody, literally nobody on this fucking planet could just could replace, just provides you a really great position. Like you really then put yourself actually in a position where the company just, I don't know, needs you to pay everything they can. You know, your wage has to be less, like, I don't know, 13 million Theoretically, like, yeah, practically, no, of course not, but as I'm thinking about it. But yeah, but yeah, but yeah, but yeah, an amazing episode, quite a good episode. Speaking part was okay. I'm totally, totally noticing that when I haven't eaten something before the recording, it is like a little bit more difficult for me. But yeah, you know, I think I'm gonna go work out now after I've uploaded everything and after I've did everything. But yeah, thank you very much for listening from the bottom of my heart, actually. And um, yeah, I wish you the best health of happiness and also success. And I also hope that you're going to remind yourself on how you're gonna be remembered, which means your legacy, you know, 
which means your legacy because we totally can shape it we totally have it in our control but the thing is no matter how nice you are no matter how just generous and no matter how good you are there's still going to be someone that hates you just theoretically but yeah also think about your purpose what are you trying to change on this planet what are you trying to do yeah this is quite it i hope you're doing fine please subscribe if you have liked it and also like if you have liked it um podcast and youtube don't forget about that check out the links in the description there's everything you're gonna need and i'll see you the next time i'm gonna see you the next time hopefully at least